Greetings, fellow pro wrestling fans. It's Mr. Warren Hayes here, and it's time once again for another daily G1 Climax 33 recap and review right here on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes or on your favorite podcast application wherever you find the Mr. Warren Hayes show, a pro wrestling podcast. That's its, it's, that's its Christian name. It's, it's, it's full-bodied name. Uh, thank you for being here. You know, you do you know, do the likes and the subscribes and the the ratings and reviews and all that stuff. Tremendous help to grow the, the the channel. Don't get me wrong, and it's little tiny things like that that just uh, help out tremendously. Trust me. Uh, but I'm back today after a day off yesterday. I am back today to review uh, yesterday's G1 because I'm recording this on July 28. There was no. There are no uh, G1 uh, matches happening today, so I missed out on the 27th live. So I'm back here today, having watched it. Uh, just I just finished watching it. At what time did you finish? Was it? That's none of your business. When I finished watching it, and uh, and we're gonna break this down. We're gonna keep things going here. Uh, but before we do, uh, results for the A block: Shota Umino defeated Chase Owens. Uh, then we had Gabe Kidd defeating, uh, not defeating, but Gabe Kidd and Kaito Kiyomiya going to a double countout. Uh, Hikaleo defeated Yoda Suji and Sanada defeated Ren Narita. As for the B block, we have Taichi defeating Yoshihashi. We have Tangaloa defeating the great Okan. El Fantasmo defeats Kenta and Will Ospreay. Defeated Kazuchika Okada in the main event. Uh, but uh, let's go right ahead and start talking about Block A. We're going to break this down immediately. Uh, block A kicked off the night with Shota Umino versus Chase Owens. I thought this was a nice little pro wrestling match. I thought it was solid. Well done. You know, I, th I think Chase Owens is having a, uh, you know, a, once again, a solid G1 despite the fact that it's, you know, unspectacular. Like, I don't think there's any Chase Owens match so far. We still have two to go. Um, it isn't trending in these, towards him delivering something spectacular, but, you know, we could end up with something that we'll remember, but there's nothing memorable that's coming out of here. Uh, you know, I think the big uh, talking point here is Shota Umino getting his, um, getting, uh, getting a win here. Uh, over over Chase, which was uh, critical for Shota to remain in the conversation. We're going to talk about the standings in a second, but uh, uh, and this is despite the fact that you know uh, in the match uh, uh, Chase Owens hits a jewel heist, a C trigger, but you know what uh, Umino rolls out of a package pile driver, and I really like the reversal, and he yanks Owens into a death death rider. I thought it was a Nice, clean finish. Good little opener. Solid little, solid little opener. Good stuff. The next day block match we're going to talk about ruled was Kaito Kiyomiya versus Gabe Kidd. Gabe Kidd does it again. Attacks during presentations, but they, they, they actually fight from behind the curtain. So it's not like Kiyomiya being a complete moron got jumped. No, no, they, they were already fighting backstage. Um... And this you know, it comes out on uh, during Kiyomiya's introductions, uh, and uh, and I'll tell you what, this absolutely ruled because Gabe Kidd was doing all his shtick and was super into it, like he had that fire, that that you know that that basic energy, rage energy that he has. But 
Kia, it seemed to have fired up Kia Mia at the same time. Our boy Kaito was absolutely electric in this match and it ignited something in him that we we haven't seen in the G1 up until this point. I'm not going to say that, that we've never seen out of Kaito, but not in the G1 so far. He's had good matches, but being as fired up as as this as he was here and they were they they were fighting all over the place they were fighting into the audience uh and getting real brutal with each other and they're dropping each other on their heads with cyto suplexes and 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 kicks more strikes uh, german suplexes of course gabe kid does the hidden donkey kick low blow and he does his best to avoid a tiger suplex and he just lands one of the some brutal palm strikes, but that just fires Kiyomiya up, and he just explodes out of the corner. And you know, Gabe Kid is Gabe Gabe Kid is just he reeling at this point, and Kiyomiya is enjoying this. And they fight into the audience again, and it turns into a brawl. And they don't give a shit at this point about points. It, like it got personal in this match. They're spitting on each other. Like this got really, really, really per personal for the both of them. And I, I was here for it. Like this ruled. This is the kind of match that you, you know, that you show someone about, let's say, regarding Kaito Kiyomiya. And, and you, you're telling them, oh, you know, this kid has the, all the potential. He can be a top guy. And they're like, well, I haven't seen it yet. Well, you show him this. You show him this match. And you get it. Just fired up. And kid here, I don't think his gimmick has been more spot on throughout the entire tournament than here absolutely phenomenal and, and but i think you had to tell the other knights to get us to this point with kiyomiya otherwise i don't think it would have worked it would have been i don't think it would have been as successful because he ramped it up here it wasn't you know just a you know run of the mill let's do some interference and no 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 these guys were out to destroy each other and I loved it loved every second of it kid was unhinged Kaito lost his cool and that's fine and we're muddying the waters even more I just realized I'm, we have block B set up here we should well we should be watching block A what's going on here we go <laughs> from the if, you, if you're listening to this, you have no idea what's going on. But if you're watching, you just realized what happened. <laughs> and it's sometimes... A, look, we're going to keep this in because we, we just want to get the audio out, right? But um, yeah, it, it muddies the waters a little more. Splitting another two points among two guys. Not a draw this time to count out, but nonetheless. Fantastic. Just a fantastic fight. A fight. The next A block match was Hikaleo defeating Yoda Sushi. My main notice here is that it's crazy how tall Hikaleo is. Come, you know, when you compare him next to Yoda Sushi, who you already say, by end, this guy is tall. Sushi is, you know, Hikaleo's taller. Big spot where Yoda Sushi does a run off the apron and Hikaleo lands hard into the barricades. Um, and surprise win here because by Hikaleo um and I think everyone is a little surprised at the entirety of these this musketeers tale that they've been telling 
Um, you know, Yodasuji comes up with another loss, which again surprises probably even outside of the this idea of um, uh, the Musketeers. I don't think anyone expected Yodasuji to have a, to not have a winning record at this point in the tournament, which he does not. So big, you know, told you this Tokyo shows would be filled with surprises. Here's another one. Hikaleo getting the win here, and he, you know. Sushi tries to stomp him a couple of times, but he, you know, Hikaleo just no-sells them, doesn't even, like, he just stands, stays there. He does His head doesn't hit the mat, he just, Suji can't push his head down with his foot. Hikaleo kicks him, kicks Suji in the, in the face while he's doing his spear, lands the power slam and the choke slam for the win. And I'm as stunned as all of you are. Fantastic final stretch to this match. Hikaleo, second match in a row where he feels alive. Where he feels like, okay, I'm doing shit. I've got my working boots on. I'm, you know, are we starting to turn around in Hikaleo? Well, let's pump the brakes. <laughs> Hang on a second here, Warren. Uh, but this was, this was good. This was a good little match. And then the uh, final A block match was Sonata versus Ren Narita. I thought it was okay. I thought the finish was quite good. Um, Narita was in control for the majority of this match. Um, and working working Sonata's legs, he had a game plan. He was going all scientific wrestling on Sonata here. That was his whole thing. Um, you know, play some of the hits with the German with bridge and things to that, to, to that effect. Um... And uh, lands in that uh, Boston Crab Cloverleaf thing that he does. Uh, and Sonata's in trouble. He's in trouble with his leg, but not in trouble enough to uh, to um, to enter a great final stretch where Ren Narita eats a deadfall for the win. So the so you know it it kind of sucks again. Like that we're we're still in this in this spot with the. Uh, with the uh, with the Musketeers, where another one is fall, I you know just to you know in the last show I was telling you I've you know I wouldn't put it past New Japan to sort of give a shot in the arm here, give us the big surprise when Narita gets a pin and then gets a title shot you know on the way to Wrestle Kingdom, but no, we're not even doing that. <laughs> so you know a bit of a surprise here. Not gonna lie. Um, it, you know, it was a good match, well wrestled, but again, like, there's something about these Sonata matches, man, that all just lump together and feel the same, I, I, I still don't see the appeal, I don't get it, and this was a little dry, because Narita is also a pretty dry wrestler, so, you know, not nothing bad, but nothing that you're going to be chomping at the bit to rewatch here. So as we look at the standings right now, we've got Sonata at 10 points at the top now, and he is the first wrestler of the G1 to qualify for the playoffs. Uh, there's no one else in his block that will uh, bump him off of a uh, of a uh, of moving forward to the quarterfinals or whatever it is the quarterfinals semis is that right quarter semis finals right yeah. But there's no one bumping him off on that point. Uh, then you have uh, Kaito Kiyomiya and Shota Umino tied at six. Gabriel Kidd at five points. 
Chase Owens and Hikaleo at four, Yoda Suji at three, and Ren Narita at two. You're probably looking at this if you're watching this on, uh, on video on Spotify or on YouTube. Um, probably saying, Warren, why aren't you eliminating Ren Narita uh, while, you, while you discounted Hikaleo? Well, that's an excellent question because we did soft eliminate uh, Hikaleo um, a couple of nights ago. Uh, but uh, I'm 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 more weary in regards to Narita, and I'm going to tell you why. Because Narita, had, well, everyone has two matches left, right? That that goes without saying at this point. His last two matches, just because the we're in a race for we're in a race for the runner-up here. I think I think this is clear. Like even if Kaito or Umino win their, their their next two matches and go up to 10. They're tied with Sonata. Sonata's got wins over both. So it's like, you know, it's like the, the, there's nothing, there's nothing, uh, um, there's nothing serious here that can happen to them, right? Sonata, see, Sonata has Chase Owens left and Gabe Kidd. And he has wins, he has wins over Kiyomiya and, Sh and Shota. So even if they tie him, He's fine. This is why he's already qualified. No one can bump him off of the tournament. He's at the top. He's not moving. Even if he loses a even if he loses a match. I mean, look, here's the thing. It's like he'd have to he'd have to lose the next two, which is Chase Owens and uh and um I just had it right here. Sorry about that. Sonata and uh Chase Owens and Gabe Kidd. Which is highly unlikely. Now you could give Chase Owens the big, you know, surprise win. You could, but I really, really don't see. They're, like they're establishing Sonata as a guy in this G1. This is a part of the story that they've been telling. They're establishing him as a guy, so he's going to the he's going to the playoffs, right? He has to. Otherwise, it's a hell of a surprise. So he's essentially qualified again. You know, he, even if he loses his next two, he still has the tiebreakers over Kiyomiya and Umino, who are his closest competition, and no one else is going to catch up to him. So we're still in a race for, uh, we're still in a race for the the for 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 second place because of all the draws, because of all the uh, the countouts or the countout. So there's still a lot of moving pieces going around, and the reason why I have trouble discounting completely Ren Narita out of this is because his next match is with Chase Owens, which technically speaking is a match he can win. And then his final match on uh, night, um, on, uh, night 13, August 5th, the A block night, he's fighting Kaito Kiyomiya, who is in competition for him for block placement. Now, I would be surprised if Kiyomiya loses another match before Narita. Who's uh, who's Kiyomiya got? Kiyomiya has Hikaleo. Then again, you know, there's a reason why they're having Hikaleo suddenly warming him up before getting warmed up here to pose a threat. For me, for me as an analyst to go, well, hmm, Hikaleo might actually have a chance here. I still think he doesn't. I, I, I really have trouble seeing pro wrestling Noah agreeing 
to have Kaito Kiyomiya lose to, you know, one of the one of the job guys in the company. Anyway, so I there's still a few scenarios here with, with where Narita is possibly still in the mix, and he's got matches that he still could possibly win. There's just so much unpredictability around the Musketeers, and let's throw Kiyomiya in here as well. And we can even throw Gabe Kidd into the conversation here. There's so much unpredictability going around right now that it's hard to soft eliminate anyone else. There, there's going to be mathematical eliminations on the next night, uh, on night uh, 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 11. But I, I have trouble discounting Narita even to this point. There we are. So those are the standings. That's the analysis right now for the block A. Now it's time to pull up block B, Warren. Now, now you're good. Now you have your now you have your vi your video all set up. Thank God it's not impacting the audio too much. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's go right ahead. I'm gonna go back in my notes here. <laughs> professional professional audio maker Warren Hayes Tai Chi defeated to Yoshihashi uh I I I really like this I thought I I again very strong maybe not as super compelling as I thought but I thought it was a great fight nonetheless unsurprisingly hard hitting and physical nonetheless very good stuff on both guys who worked uh who worked hard because understandably these points matter see this is another thing both of these guys knew that they had to, you know, this was their one of their last opportunities to rise above the pack. Because you've got Tai Chi here, who, uh, you know, who's now with the win over Yoshihashi, rises above. He's, you know, still in the conversation to move forward, especially considering the, 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 the results in the main event. So, you know, there's, so, you know, that was good on that point. And a very strong match between the two. And two of the hardest workers of the entire G1. So why wouldn't you? Um, why wouldn't you uh, expect anything else from from these two guys who always put on their working boots and put on solid matches? This was an extremely solid match. Yoda Sushi versus no, I, we talked about that. Uh, Great Okan versus Tangaloa. Uh, Tangaloa defeating Great Okan. Uh, I have nothing to add here. I thought this match kind of stunk. Slow, basic efforts, no energy. Um, look, they have no time to put on a proper wrestling match for me. I don't have time to talk about them. El Fantasmo defeated Kenta. Wouldn't call this a match. This is absolutely an angle. Because the majority of the time reserved for this match was spent with these two guys fighting into the audience, brawling in the audience, uh, plundering. You know, uh, you get kendo sticks involved and they, they just, they're wailing on each other on the floor. Um, ELP gets busted open, eating a DDT uh, on the floor. Uh, he's flying off the bleachers and he's gaining DDT'd in the bleachers as well. Good brawl, don't get me wrong. And it's a great way to mask all of Kenta's uh, little, uh, let's call them idiosyncrasies. But for real, this was this is what it was, and this is what Kente is moving forward. I'm not I'm not beating that horse anymore. But the match in and about itself, you look at the time, 19 seconds, because Kente drags the 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 
the broken down body of ELP, drops him in the ring, gets the ref to ring the bell. Then he sets him up for a GTS, ELP gets out of it, rolls him up to a small package for the win. I, I mean, look, and, and it's part of, you know, the the larger tale that they're telling regarding uh, El Fantasmo and his... Uh, you know, his retribution that he wants over his former Bullet Club brethren. So, that's fine. I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed the brawl for what it's worth. Like, this is one of those where he's like, how do you rate this? You can't. You really can't rate this. Yeah, as a match, you know, as a bell-to-bell -bell thing. If if the moment you start rating a match is, is when the bell goes ding, ding, ding. No, it's... You can't rate this because <laughs> there was a lot of stuff around it. And in the main event, uh, we had Will Ospreay defeated, defeating Kazuchika Okada. Um, since I'm a day removed, we have the foresight to see that the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, a.k.a. David Meltzer, gave it four and three quarter stars. I'm like, Dave, let's pump the brakes. This was great. Don't get me wrong. And I think this is going to be the, the, the point of discussion around this match is that how great of a match it was, but how maybe it didn't live up to what you expect an Okada Osprey match to be, right? And I think that's a I think that's fair because look, this was a different match than what they usually do. I thought it was rugged. I thought it was uh uh robust. How about that? It was a robust match. Uh <laughs> in the sense that, you know, it was it was physical. They were uh, laying into each other a lot more, you know, wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't as much about the moves. We did get the moves, but it was a little more, a little more grounded, a little more real. Uh, very strong and an important win for Will Ospreay. You know, not only to, for the G1 in and about itself, to make sure that he stays in the conversation, because now, now he's in a, he's in a great spot. He's tied with Okada at eight points. They're both at the top of the board. But he also holds the tiebreaker over Okada. So that is a huge deal. That's non-negligible. And he's the only guy who's wielding a tiebreaker over Kazuchika Okada right now. Again, a big deal. Uh, but So it's a big deal for him on that front. That was the first part of it. The second part is because he finally defeated Kazuchika Okada. He finally went ahead and beat Okada after years of trying to do it. You know, beat him once. If I'm not mistaken, but uh, that's when they introduced Great Okan and Great Okan interfered. Like when, when Will was leaning more heel, you know the 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 chaos defection was still very fresh, right? Um, so there were all the, but you know, Will himself has said it. You know, I, I've never beat Okada clean, and this is what I want to do, and he did it. He did it in the G1, and I think this might be irritating a lot of people where they felt that this should have been saved for whenever but how many matches do you have to save at some point and I think it's a great story bump I don't think it's I think there are bigger stories you can tell in 2023 right now especially with Will Ospreay other than can he beat Kazuchika Okada or not he can he did it he did it in the G1 he did it in a crucial match so it all has significance it all has weight I thought it was very good I thought it was very good. Uh, very methodical by both guys. And, you know, like I said, we got, the, we got the moves. You know, we've got, you know, 
Okada anti-airing an os cutter with a drop kick. We get uh, Osprey doing a draping os cutter over the apron. Maybe it didn't have like the drama. Maybe it didn't build to the drama uh, that it usually does, you know. And and maybe you can count that to the twenty minute time limit, right? Which is absolutely a thing. Yeah, I think these guys together they like to take their time to take to tell their in ring stories. Probably if we if they had had another ten minutes or so, we would have got something completely different. Um, you know, I and uh, but instead, you know, we get the f- the finishing stretch that we got, which was compact, and I liked it, dynamic. Even got me. Look, when when Okada rolled him up with the sit down, I was like, ah, there we go. But no, kicked out, landslide lands. But Will Osprey ducks, ducks the rainmaker, does his little ripcord, hidden blade, and then lands the stormbreaker, like classic. Will he's been you know he you know he does the 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 leap of faith thing uh, earlier in the match and it, it and it doesn't work Okada rolls out of the way so he's like okay we, we got to go back to basics then just fantastic stuff and a very important win win for Will Ospreay now before before all of this happened I got you know yesterday I got a message from someone who told me um uh, he told me, um, they told me, uh, go uh, watch the match, Okada and Osprey, then go to Will's Twitter account or his ex account. Okay. So I didn't do it. I didn't go see it. And I figured, hey, you know what? We'll do it. Uh, I'll, I'll do it during while I'm recording the, 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 the thing, the recap. And if it's terrible audio, I'll just edit it out. So I'll, I'll let's go see. So I'm going to his X account. <laughs> um, okay, here it is. I got it. Eight year journey finally came to an end. Thank you so much. That's what he posted yesterday after the match. And now whoever sent me that didn't give me any context, didn't add anything, just go read. I'm like, okay. Eight-year journey journey finally came to an end. Thank you so much. And we have the picture of Will uh, celebrating after the victory. I don't understand. What's the big deal? What is, uh, what is the big deal here? Uh, is it because it, it's been it's been eight years since he's been trying to beat Okada, right? Isn't that right? St- didn't he debut like no, not that he debuted. His first match with Osprey would be in uh, with uh, Okada would be in 2015, right? Let's let's do the exercise together here. We'll go to his cage match, Osprey cage match. Uh, and we'll go to his career and we'll go to 2015 and I would assume it would be a Rev Pro match. And yes, his first match was was in 2015 against Kazuchika Okada. His first match with Kazuchika Okada was in 2015. Uh, you know, use proper sentence structure here, Warren. Uh, and, um, and Okada beat him. So it's been eight years for this. Now, I know there's this snafu of him having defeated Okada that one time thanks to Great Okan interfering but 
you know, since last year, Osprey has been trying to retcon that and saying, you know, I've never beat him cleanly. I want to beat him cleanly. If I'm to be one of the best, I have to beat the best, you know, at their best. No more cheating, no more nonsense. Like this is stuff that he's been saying. So is so this is what the eight year journey is. I don't understand why why it's like why is this significant? Why did I might be deleting this audio because I don't understand? Hang on, let, maybe there's some discourse around this. Let's see the quote tweets. Oh, people think he's quitting. New Japan. Oh. Because people think, oh my, okay. Well, no, that's not what this is. And, you know, I know it's amidst rumors that his, that his deal is up, you know. But he wouldn't, he wouldn't be announcing that he's leaving New Japan in the middle of the G1. <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, okay, this is what this is. No, come on. All right. Come on. Smarten up, people. What are we doing here? This is eight years since he first fought Kazuchika Okada, finally beat him. That's the story. This is what we've been telling. That's, this, is what we, this is what he told. Come on now. This is nonsense. <laughs> what are we even doing here? Okay. Uh, thank you for the tweet. Uh, I, it is good content, turns out, if anything, to just make sure that the A-plus audience of the Mr. Warren Hayes show understands. But I'm sure you already understood that when he's talking about eight years. He's not talking about, oh, finally eight years done in New Japan. Because that was the match. Isn't that the match where Okada went back to the office and said, and got, and said, we, you know, this kid has to come work for us. We need this Will Ospreay kid to come work for us. Got him a job. It was that RevPro match, right? If I'm not mistaken. It was from that point on. And then he brought him into chaos. Anyway. No, we'll keep that in. It, I, I, it, it's interesting audio for, if, uh, if anything, uh, <laughs> it's more interesting than I thought. Uh, but look, good main event. Look, let, let's, let's run down the, the, the thing. But I really like the main event. I don't think it's their best. Uh, I, and it will not be their best. Uh, but it was a, a great match nonetheless. We're splitting hairs here. But, I, you know, I think this is the type of conversation when you're having two of the greatest of all time wrestling and, and, and let's say you get a four-star match out of a five, you're kind of disappointed. I understand. But this was miles better than a lot of stuff on this card here tonight. Kazuchika Okada, Will Ospreay are at the top of block B with eight points. Taichi at six. Yoshihashi, ELP, Kenta, Tangaloa all at four. Great Okan is out. He's been out since uh, night nine. Uh, so uh, that's where we're at. Uh, are we at night? I, two nights ago. Is that night nine? <laughs> Tonight is night nine. So he's been out since night seven. I'm trying to expedite things. Um, so that's where we're at right now. I'm not, uh, I, I, you know, I'm not going to do any extra uh, uh, um, eliminations either. I don't think there's, um, I don't think there's anything... Uh, there's anyone real like there's just enough mixture here to make it interesting like you know you can absolutely make a a case for Kenta being one because it's Kenta and, and whatever El Fantasmo has a good case you know he's he's wrestling Will Ospreay on the final night so that might be significant you know because Fantasmo might get his uh 
might get his uh, another win uh, in two nights. Yoshihashi still around like, and Tai Chi is really well positioned, so there's still a good mixture here. I don't feel comfortable soft eliminating anyone tonight either. But as for recommendations of this night, which overall, really, the two matches that I'm going to recommend are probably the matches that uh, that are worth your while and everything else is, is absolutely skippable. Uh, the main event, unquestionably, and I would even and uh, I would recommend um, uh, Gabe Kidd and Kaito Kiyomiya because it's wild, it's fantastic, just good, vicious, fired up wrestling. A, a bit of an off night. I wouldn't say it's a bad night. Wouldn't call it as bad as uh, what, what it was night six that was terrible. You know, night six night six was the shits. This was pretty good overall, but ultimately forgettable. And uh, yeah, I really think you, you you just have to focus on those two matches and uh, and we can skip over to Sunday, 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 which is the next time we will be meeting. Uh, we're leaving. Um, we are leaving officially, right? Tokyo. We're heading to Aichi, the prefectural gymnasium uh, this this upcoming Sunday. Um, and I will be back, of course, with the with the recap. But this is what we have in store. Second tonight, second to last night of C Block action, and this is the last night. Uh, no, I'm sorry. This is not the second to last. This is the third to last for C Block. Sorry about that. But there's two more nights of join Block action left after this, and then the blocks are separated. They each have their own night for their to to wrap up. So that'll be interesting. But anyway. Jumping ahead here. Block C has Hinari versus Dave Finley. That should be a blast. It's opening though. Interesting. Mikey Nichols versus Eddie Kingston. Look, with the tournament Mikey Nichols is having, this should be fun as hell. Tomohiro Ishii versus Evil. You know, Ishii has the, a tendency to bring out the, the best sides of Evil. So, hopefully it'll be one of those. And Tamatanga versus Shingo Takagi, which should be a good time as well. As far as the D block goes, we've got Toriyano versus Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb deserves the night off. Tetsuya Naito versus Alex Coughlin. I think Naito sort of continues his upward traje trajectory. Trajectory. Uh, then Zack Sabre Jr. versus versus Shane Haste in the TNDK. Battle. I mean, you know, we'll see how much silliness they 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 dive into here with hysterical Shane Haste and Zack Saber Jr. who has a penchant for doing uh, a bit of a splash of comedy. And the main event is very interesting: Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Hiroki Goto. We have broken down Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Hiroki Goto, who's selling ribs. Uh, or you know, we don't know if it's a worker or not. Uh, he, I know he posted. Uh, <coughs> Um, x-rays that you know there's no you know there his ribs aren't broken and he's going to continue on but you know they can still be hurt he can still be injured even if they're not broken not being not broken is very good but he can still be injured so we've got one guy who's broken down one guy who's injured I don't know what to think about this folks I really don't we'll have to see what comes up next after this uh, after this match so we'll be back on Sunday for the next G1 Climax 
33 recap show. Hope you've been enjoying these so far. If you have, a like, a subscription, reviews, ratings, all that stuff helps out a great deal. So, um, so, and, and there's always stuff going on here. There's the Collision Review also coming. AW Collision Review coming on Sunday. The Mr. Warren Hay Show proper on Tuesday. Wherever you decide to pop in, folks, I will see you next time.